0: The Tablet Show, episode 38, with guest Mary Jo Foley. Recorded live Saturday, June 23rd, 2012.
1: From thetabletshow.com, it's The Tablet Show.
0: Conversations about developing software for tablets and other mobile devices with your hosts, Carl Franklin and Richard Campbell. In this episode, Carl and Richard talk to Mary Jo Foley about Windows Surface tablets and Windows Phone 8. This episode of The Tablet Show is sponsored by Telerik, offering the best in developer tools and support.
1: Online at Telerik.com. And now, here are Carl and Richard. Thank you very much. Welcome back to The Tablet Show. Carl Franklin, Richard Campbell, Miss Mary Jo Foley joining us shortly. What's up, my friend? I uh, had a crazy week down in Los Angeles doing some work
0: with the folks at Disney. Ah, Los Angeles, Disney. Indeed, at, at Burbank Studios, at the old studios. I, You know, you get a little blasé traveling all the time. There's sort of this moment when you walk around going, I walked through the building where Cinderella was made. That's pretty awesome. Pinocchio. Yeah. It's it's really, really something. And I realized that the, everybody that works there
1: loves the fact that they work there. And Geppetto is stuffed and hanging on the wall, right? Uh, little models of them all over the place. It's yeah. kind of spooky, that, that part. It's nice. So let's uh, just jump into Better Know Framework. I really can't say anything about myself because I've been too busy. Maybe take too long, and this is the wrong show for that. So and That's all we can do. Yeah. So what do you got? Well, I went digging around in Windows.System, and I found a neat little thing called Windows Desktop, and there's an interactive session class, which really? provides information about remote desktop sessions. Oh, okay. in in a metro application.
0: So I can't programmatically make a remote session, but I can hook onto one and find out what's going on. Yeah, with it. there's
1: essentially one property. Now you got you get this. This is great. It's a it's a, you know, it's a namespace. Okay. There's a class. Yeah. So you can create an object and there's one property is remote. Ah, okay. Indicates whether the calling process is running in a remote desktop session. So you can tell if you remote or not uh,
0: okay that's it, a useful piece of information
1: that's a very very simple bit that yeah.
0: tells you a whole lot of stuff that's a useful piece of information i wish i could know more yeah but i'm happy to know that
1: well and i think that's going to be a theme in today's show we wish we could know more <laughs> <laughs> i may be correct i'm just guessing but just I, guessing. i'm thinking that's going to be the overarching sentiment here yep So, uh, did we manage to dig out a comment or an email or something? Comments engine on the Tablet Show, still a little
0: unhappy. Yep, unhappy. But, uh, you know, the the gnomes are working on it. We'll get that fixed. But in the meantime, I did get an email from Phil Tyler, who says, Hi, Carl and Richard. First off, let me say thank you for your awesome podcast. I've been a listener for many years, and without your shows, it would have been so much more difficult to keep up to date on important industry developments. Yeah. I have recently started listening to the tablet show, and I'm beginning to get sucked in by the hype around Windows 8 Metro. Ah, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) However, with the large number of great technologies that I am still yet to learn and the limited spare time that I have available, I am somewhat hesitant to invest time in learning Metro development at this stage. Mm Mm-hmm. While well, I think Metro is a fantastic technology, I'm not confident that Microsoft is cool enough as a brand to take a significant share of the consumer tablet market.
1: Now, was this before or after Monday?
0: This is from uh, a few week, couple of weeks ago.
1: Oh Well, Microsoft is significantly cooler now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the reason that the Xbox 360 and Kinect have been so successful with consumers is the fact that they've been marketed as distinctly separate brands with limited references back to Microsoft. Having discussed Windows 8 with my friends and colleagues, it is clear that consumers typically associate the Windows brand with word processing and other monotonous work-related tasks. Microsoft's marketing department has a steep hill to climb if they're going to turn that around. I've been building a fair number of dashboards for my customers in SSRS. Wow, real work. Uh, And I think that Metro will be a great addition to this when it is released. My only concern is that IT departments will configure their Windows 8 machines to use classic start menus instead of uh, using Metro. And it'll make it difficult to sell customers on the idea of Metro for line of business apps. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Many thanks from Phil Tyler. Yeah. And he also throws a plug in for the fact that. Microsoft has released Visual Studio 11 Express, which is actually Studio 2012, but let's not confuse that, Right. as a Metro-only product. That's right. You can only build Metro apps in the Studio Express edition. It's kind of interesting. So we should, uh, I'll hang on to that. And Phil, uh, we're going to talk about it. Absolutely. I thought your uh, your email fit nicely into today's show, so that's why I read it. And a Tablet Show mug is on its way to you. And if you'd like a Tablet Show mug, you can uh, write us an email at net, or give another shot at that comments engine on the com.
1: And with that, let's introduce our guest. Mary Jo Foley has covered the tech industry for nearly 30 years for a variety of publications, including ZDNet, CNET, eWeek, and Baseline. She's kept close tabs on Microsoft's strategy, products, and technologies for the past decade plus. Foley is the author of Microsoft 2.0, How Microsoft Plans to Stay Relevant in the Post-Gates Era, and is the co-host of the Windows Weekly Podcast. Welcome, Mary Jo. Thank you very much. From uh, sunny New York City.
2: Yes, sunny and hot.
1: Downright balmy up here in the Northeast. Uh, we're, We're here talking about what happened Monday, Microsoft announced. Surface, which isn't your father's Surface. This is the rebranding of the word Surface to talk about their new notebook, uh, tablet, whatever you want to call it, a very small laptop-ish tablet. And the original Surface is now Pixel something. What is it?
2: Yeah, Pixel Sense.
1: Pixel Sense. That's it. Which was really a feature of the Surface 2, the old Surface 2. Yep. Was-
0: had they so they've now turned the feature into a product. Okay.
1: So speaking of Pixel Sense, I just wanted really give some lip service to Pixel Sense because I took my kids to the Mystic Marine Life Aquarium this weekend, which is, you know, where Robert Ballard had the discoverer of the Titanic or the rediscoverer of the Titanic. He has a an office there and, and there's just it's a you know a tourist trap. Well they have Microsoft PixelSense machines there. Talking, you know, we, for where people can play video and stuff. And so uh, I, people were more interested in playing with the uh, PixelSense than they were the content that the Pixel Sense was presenting. Cool. I thought that was really interesting. Was it the old one or the new one? It was the old one. And the overall comment that I heard from people while they were doing it is, oh, it's like a big iPad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say it's like a big ipad and mm-hmm. and i thought that was interesting because microsoft had the surface technology before the ipod you know the ipod touch came out
0: yeah hey mj when did you hear about that press release the the, the press event on for the monday because it seemed like it happened very suddenly
2: it did mm. um i heard about it on thursday the thursday before and we got invites sent to us by email that just said we're going to do something big on Monday in Los Angeles, and you should come. Yeah, that was it.
0: And you had to pay your own way, get your own hotel, and so forth. Like we weren't helping you,
2: right? So I, I couldn't go. It was too close to the time and way too prohibitively expensive. Sure. <laughs> and also, like we didn't really know what it was going to be an announcement about. Right. Like they wouldn't even say Office Windows or whatever. They wouldn't give any hints at all.
1: Right. Did you have a clue that it might be something around a tablet or a or a new operating system or something?
2: There were a couple um, stories that came out. Um, I think there was a New York Times story, a Bloomberg story, um, that said we think this is Microsoft making their own tablet, maybe. Yeah. Um, but that was nobody could confirm it. Nobody could get anybody to say, "Yep, that's what it is."
0: And there was a the thought it might have been like the Barnes and Noble Nook.
2: Yep, tablet. that was my guess. That, yeah. uh, my guess was like this is this is going to be their Kindle Fire competitor if it's right. a Microsoft made tablet, but it wasn't. Yeah.
1: So. Well, they managed to make their OEMs a little bit mad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean I can appreciate the idea that they've sort of set
0: the bar too.
2: They did. They totally did. And you know, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I was really happy to see them do what they did because I just have not been happy overall with the kind of PCs that are available to everyday consumers and stores. It's it's like why are we still not getting really awesome machines from people right. like Acer HP, Toshiba, what they're good, but they're not like, yeah, I really want that.
0: Well, the only machines that i found that I'm staggered by are the ultra books and they only exist because intel's
1: paying companies to make them mm-hmm. i'm sorry i have an acer uh laptop that's huge granted but i love it it's probably the best laptop i've ever had it's also wow. the biggest laptop i've ever it's seen It's huge yes but it is th- <laughs> how big is it <laughs> well it's what is it a 17 inch screen i think oh wow yeah but uh, that's besides the point it's thin it is actually not all that heavy and some of the coolest things I like about it is it's got a mouse uh, pad that comes out. And then you mm-hmm. can use it remotely with your fingers. You can hold it as a device and use it oh. as a sort of a remote. Uh, and it also has a sort of a light on it that you, you push. And uh, this, these lights come on underneath it where you can control media and stuff with it using a, a touch screen. It also has, of course, uh, the, the finger swipe Password thing, which you can apply to websites and all other kinds of apps. Which I so those little things, I think it's a great machine. But I agree with you, Mary Jo and Richard, that well, it was the last time you were here in the studio. Mary Jo was uh, the 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 lost weekend or the live weekend. Lost weekend. The lost <laughs> weekend. It did seem like a lost weekend, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, the Donnie Rocks live weekend, and you basically said, "All right, Microsoft, where's your iPad? I'm I'm forced to buy one because." There's nothing else that you're giving me that's anything like it,
2: yeah I am um, you know I have a laptop that I like okay it's been my laptop for two years it's a it's an Asus ul30a which is really light but the track uh, the um touchpad on it eh, and no backlit keyboard so there's stuff I don't love about it but yeah, yeah uh, there's nothing in the tablet space I've seen at all running Windows that I thought was even remotely competitive with the iPad
0: and hardware just looking at hardware generation wise. The Ivy Bridge and the new screens being made by Samsung. Like Samsung's now producing 2560 by 1600 displays that are 10 inches in diameter, like, or diagonal. That combination of gear with the new arm set, like technologically, as a hardware guy, all the bits exist to make an extraordinary tablet. I would argue a tablet better than even the, the latest iPad. I don't know if you can get the price right, but you can make a device really extraordinary it's just a question of you know is anybody going to do it because the integration costs are so high can you get the price to where people will actually buy it i mean if you build an ipad 3 competitor that's superior to the ipad 3 but it's 1200 bucks
1: nobody's going to buy one yeah right well somebody did make the comment uh i guess a price leaked the and the manufacturer and mary joe you maybe you can talk about this but there wasn't there some kind of uh, article that came out that, where the manufacturer was identified and a, and a, a price point was also identified?
2: Yeah. Um, those are both rumored still and nobody can confirm they're true. The, yeah. the supposed um, manufacturer is Pegatron who makes a lot of the iPads as well. So they're like the ODM, you know, the original design manufacturer. So that means Microsoft actually does all the engineering and the front end uh, instructions that How this is how you should build it and then hands it off to them and they actually build it. Right. So, um, so I believe Pegatron could be the ODM, but the pricing, I think, we just don't know at all. Um, right. I think the the leaked price for the Windows RT based one was five ninety nine. Right. Um, but you know, what, so what we don't know there is if that is the real price. Like, does that include those two covers we saw, like sure. the touch cover and the te- and the type cover, and um, is Office. The four office apps are those included for free? We don't know. Yep. Um, so it's hard to know. Like, what what is that the price of? If that's even a real price,
1: we wish we knew more. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, <laughs> we do know that there's going. There's not going to be any four G as of right now. Or there's uh, not also, going to, a rumor. Yeah, Wi Fi only.
2: I believe that one.
1: Although it has a USB port, you can stick a rocket stick in it. Sure, yeah. you can. That's not the same, however. I don't yeah. know. I yeah. Think
0: that's, in some ways, I think that's even better. You don't have to get a sim or an account specifically for your tablet. You can just jam your own thing in it. Yeah,
1: but now it's not a tablet. It's a tablet with an appendage that you can that you can knock uh, out or break easily. Yeah, I don't know. You know,
2: when I when I um bought my iPad, I bought one with three G and Wi Fi, and at first I used the three G quite a bit, and I haven't used the three G in about a year.
1: Yeah, well, you are in New York City too, where Wi Fi is everywhere. True. Yeah. I love it with 3G because it just lets me go places and bring bring the internet wherever I am where there is no Wi-Fi. An, yeah, I mean I think they thing. I
2: think they're going to add it at some point to these devices. I mean, I think maybe the first generation may be Wi-Fi only, but then, you know, as they fill out the Surface family of products, maybe there will be one with 3G, 4G.
1: Well, there was an article by Roger Kay in Forbes. In uh, the title is "Microsoft Surface May Annoy Hardware Firms, But They'll Live." You know, which <laughs> is kind of this kind of true. Uh, you know, but there's one thing that he points out in this article is that Microsoft doesn't really have the infrastructure to support, um, you know, to do their own kind of OEM play to 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 support end users and to distribute these things other than just on the web and in their own stores. Do you, know, somebody said that Microsoft is rolling out a new store and how pervasive will that be? Are they? Do you think, Mary Jo, that we're going to see a flood of Microsoft stores on every corner in America now?
2: Well, you know, I, I think it was a year ago. They said within three years, they expected to have a few hundred Microsoft stores, um, but right now they only have, I think, 20 odd stores okay. and they don't even have one in New York City. So, um, I don't know. I, I kind of felt like that. the fact that they said we're going to distribute these through Microsoft stores and not through like a Best Buy was basically a concession to the OEM saying, okay, we're not going to try to totally kill you guys. Right. We're just going to make these a supplemental play.
0: Well, and, they, and there's always that threat. All I have to do is call Best Buy. They'll take them on. Yep. Hmm. So, I mean, it, you get back to this idea. This is simply incentive for the OEMs to build better devices.
1: Yeah, Interesting. So, you think that that it will light a fire under the OEMs to build better devices? Do you think they're not motivated enough?
2: You know, I I had somebody make an interesting case to me this week about this. They said, you guys are all acting like OEMs want to make crappy PCs and sell them and don't have any pride in ownership. Like, you guys are just acting like they want to screw the consumer. But… They said, you know, think about the PC business right now. Like all the OEMs are under siege, basically. They're all like losing money because PC share is down, yeah. their mm. margins are squeezed. So can they make better machines? I don't know. And, and still make a profit?
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's the real issue. They can make a better machine, but can they sell enough of them at the price point? Right. Uh, but now you get back to what has... Well, the question here is the, the Ultrabook concept that, that Intel actually provided money uh two manufacturers to to offset the cost of integration to make these ultrabooks like your your uh, my asus ux31 there's uh, acer like a dozen companies did this made some really nice machines i just don't know if it's actually panned out so maybe that and i'm just thinking is that microsoft's play here stop making competing product or you go ahead and do that but maybe you need to get pass a little cash to the manufacturer and say here's for your design troubles now, go get a great design taken care of.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, it, it was really interesting to me how they positioned these Surface devices when they rolled them out on Monday. Mm-hmm. They, the Steven Sanofsky, who runs Windows, said, this is a tablet that's a great PC, and this is a PC that's a great tablet. Right. So, uh, you know, he he kind of set it up like... Um, and, and they even when they talked about the Intel-based one that's coming three months after the right. Windows RT one, they said, this competes with Ultrabooks. This is basically... As good as your Ultrabook.
0: And priced like one, too, they said. Yeah, and
2: priced like one, too. Yep.
0: We hope. Well, that's what they said, was it's going to be priced like an Ultrabook. Oh, yeah, they did say that. $1,200 range. They did say that. Which is really absolutely interesting. The best line I heard out of that whole thing, I think it was a tweet, was Microsoft would make a lot of money if they sold that keyboard for the iPad.
1: I saw that, too. Yep. Yeah. Take that good design and give it to people who need it now. Nice. Yeah.
2: That was the most exciting thing to me of the whole announcement actually was the keyboard. Yes. As crazy as that sounds like I the part that's been depressing to me to date about the Windows 8 machines that we've been seeing it's like okay they're touch they're touch tablets and they don't have anything better than the iPad. But when I saw this keyboard I was like okay now that is what is going to differentiate you from the iPad right there.
1: My best Windows 8 tablet right now is the triple e machine the asus triple e Mm -hmm. and uh it has a bluetooth keyboard but it's an extra thing that i gotta lug around so i love the fact that the keyboard's built right into the cover that the cover is the keyboard love it yep yeah now the question is i think they've come up with a
0: design there that will work for touch typing because you can find the home row but can you live with no stroke yeah that it doesn't move now, what do you mean no stroke? It doesn't move. When you press on the key, the key doesn't go down. There's no tactile feedback. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's the um, touch keyboard. Uh, th- but then there's the type keyboard. So there's two different ones. And the type one actually lets you de- like depress key. So it feels like you're touching on clickable keys, they say.
0: Right. Hmm. A real stroke.
2: Yeah. So that one's probably more for people who are really fast typists.
0: Hmm. I don't need to look at my fingers to type, but I really do need to be able to find the home row. And, yeah. and I find when I'm touch typing on something with no stroke, I type too hard. Like, I hurt my fingers. Yeah. So, if it, it, it has a little play, you know, it's going to work for me. So, I'm, I'm very interested in that.
1: This portion of the Tablet Show is brought to you by our good friends at Telerik. Hey, can you ever have too many free tools to complement your development skills? I didn't think so. So our friends at Telerik are giving you now more than 30 free products for application development, automated testing, agile project management, and content management. And we're talking free-free. Not a trial, not a demo, but free, complete products supported by a community of over 440,000 developers at Telerik Forums. From free ASP.NET AJAX, ASP.NET MVC, and Silverlight Controls, to the free ORM solution and automated testing framework, to free agile management tools and content management systems. All of these and more are available to you for immediate download at Telerik.com slash freestuff. Most of the free products can be used for commercial purposes and give you access to supplemental support resources such as documentation and forms. Go to Telerik.com slash freestuff now and take full advantage of the available free of charge products. And don't forget to thank them for supporting the Tablet Show. Mary Jo, do you know if there's what the story is for unveiling in Europe? Uh, Is it going to be about the same time? Or do you know if there's going to be a delay there?
2: Uh, Well, what was interesting was when I asked them about international distribution, they said, the only statement we're making is what we've said, which is through Microsoft stores and some online sites. And there are no Microsoft stores right now in Europe. Right. Um, so uh, they won't comment beyond that. And, so, and they really got the international community up in arms, as I would be too, if they wouldn't make some kind of a statement about that.
0: Yeah. And it, yeah we, this U.S. centricness, said the Canadian, is a problem, right? This tendency to just, we're just going to do it here. We'll catch up with you guys
1: later. Yeah. Yeah, I think Europe gets that a lot from Microsoft and, and U.S. companies in general. All right. Well, we have some uh, questions via Twitter here. How practical would you think a Surface-style cover might be for a Windows 8 phone? largest mm-hmm. one, I guess.
2: <laughs> That'd be kind of interesting. Um, I'm not so
1: sure we need a cover for a phone. I know. Right? Yeah. I don't
2: really have a cover over my phone, but um, I think he's probably thinking about the touch typing, right, somehow?
0: Yeah, I bet. Well, the whole, let's get away from glass keyboards, right?
1: I don't know. I think we had clamshells for a while that had something on it, and they just we like touch better and slide out keyboards yeah yeah is it my imagination or was that
0: week a crazy week Because then on wednesday there was the win phone 8 announcement as well yeah wednesday
2: i said to somebody else this week has been i think the biggest week for microsoft since windows 95
0: Hmm. yeah i have to agree announcement
2: wise yeah i mean it was just a nutty week i feel like i didn't sleep all week
1: (laughs) yeah just writing as fast as you could write exactly all right well let's recap the story for windows phone 8
2: So on Wednesday, Microsoft had a thing called the Windows Phone Summit out in San Francisco, and they took the wraps off the feature set for Windows Phone 8 operating system, which is codenamed Apollo. And there weren't too many surprises because so much information already has leaked on that. It's going to be multi-core supporting. It's going to have NFC support with a wallet. It's going to bring some enterprise features like um, encryption and UEFI secure boot to the phone. So it's pretty. It's a pretty gigantic update. Um, the bad news that really everybody wasn't totally believing, but we had warned some people about on our sites was uh, people who already are Windows Phone customers are not going to get Apollo. Nobody, right. not even people who bought the Lumia nine hundred, uh, you know, recently.
0: So and
1: that's why they were forty nine dollars.
2: Yep, that's why they were forty nine dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't understand why, really.
2: So. The official reason is the Apollo operating system is very dependent on the new hardware that's going to be inside the, um, inside these phones. And they changed the core of the operating system. They're dumping Windows Embedded Compact, which is the current core Mm -hmm. and replacing it with a Windows NT core. And they Mm -hmm. said, you know what? Existing phones just aren't able to handle this. Now, Mm -hmm. very few people believe that,
0: (laughs) but they're both ARM V7s. Right. Like they, that statement, they're the same chip. The only thing I could think is it's video, that there's a GPU involved in Apollo hardware that isn't in Phone 7. You don't think it's the software, Richard? That it's just, there's just more to it? Oh, and I think it's totally different software. More layers. What this really is, is the Win8 core yeah. running on a phone, which yeah. Stephen Sadofsky has made no bones about. For a long time, he's been saying, we're going to run the same kernel everywhere. And I applaud that. That's a brilliant idea. I just think you could make this run on Phone 7. It just might run slowly. Yeah. But, you know, that worked for Apple. When they put iOS 4 on those three GS's, they made that phone go down to a crawl and mm. people upgraded. But at least you didn't have to say, oh, no, we've they Microsoft's Osborne themselves. Who would
1: buy a <laughs> Lumia 900 now? Well, you know what, though? The Lumia 900 is still a great phone for those who just want a great phone yeah. and who want email and text and all contacts and Facebook and all that stuff. Those features don't just become invalid i mean the basic issue is it won't run the apps of tomorrow but yeah yeah
2: i i think the the one kind of a concession that microsoft did pass on was they said that we're going to have this update sometime around the time of apollo or sometime after that's windows phone os 7.8 all that really is is the new user interface so you get like the three different size tiles and you right. also get the no gutter on the right so your screen is full of tiles now. Um, and you know for for a lot of people who don't who, who aren't us you know who don't care about like the guts of the phone and care about all the latest and greatest like that's good enough, right Like you have something that yep. looks just like Apollo.
0: Yeah yeah if I'm a developer though, I'm now in this terrible wrestling match of I can build for Apollo or I can build for seven eight construction is going to be different to some degree like is it really going to be are we going to maintain two code bases
2: mm-hmm. right well the sdk for the new platforms coming out this summer they said and there are hints that there's going to be some way to target both platforms if you're not targeting it with something that's hardware dependent so you might be able to have one code base that can target both phones they say
0: but that'll mean staying in the Silverlight development model yeah because the the Apollo, uh, because it's Win 8 under the core, is going to offer C++, HTML5, like all the development models we have in RT.
1: Right. Here's an interesting but I think obvious answered question from Ultramagnus on Twitter. He says, is the porting path relatively painless between Intel and ARM RT slates? How will it affect ports? And I don't know the answer to that. Are there is, is there going to be any difference in the software uh, in Win RT and things that are supported and aren't, aren't supported?
2: They said this week you can't just take a, a phone app and run it on Windows RT systems. Like they're not going to let you do that, even though they're both based on ARM and even though they both have the same core. They're not going to let you put those apps in the store without changing your code base so that it's targeting the right form factor. So they're not going to they're not going to allow that without some work. But they keep saying um, there's not going to be a whole ton of work between those two platforms and there's going to be a lot of code reuse. I saw someone from Microsoft even say something like, um, oh, I think the number they said was like 90% or 95% code reuse between um, platforms. I can't remember if that was between Windows Phone 7.5 and Phone 8 or if they were saying between the phone and the tablet. But
1: And I think his question might have been between Windows RT for ARM in the full-blown Windows 8.
2: Oh, between those two. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Uh, well, we do know that if you if you use the WinRT API set and you just target that, supposedly the same app runs on both platforms.
1: Yeah, that's what I understood too. Yeah. I haven't I haven't heard any outcry in terms of incompatibility uh, anticipation anyway. But then, but then nobody's had any Windows on ARM hardware to test with, and that right. is the whole. <laughs> We wish we knew more. <laughs> yeah, nobody has it. Nobody.
2: Like, I mean, there's people inside Microsoft who have it, and supposedly some partners have some devices, but yeah. none of us outside have seen it.
0: What I find fascinating, so it felt like the Monday announcement wasn't particularly planned in advance, and the Wednesday announcement was well-planned in advance. Yes. But at the same time, Nokia just laid off 25% of their staff, downgraded all of their projections, and this feels like a kick in the nads. Like you, uh, just when Nokia is weakest, Microsoft made an announcement I really do believe has Osborne WinPhone phone seven that, that the Lumia 900s are going to be returned and that very few are going to be sold going forward. Because if you wait a few months, you can get the new one.
2: Yeah. Again, I think it. it we have to ask who are people in going to phone stores buying phones? Like how many of them are us? You know, who actually know that there's this thing called Apollo coming and how many are normal people who don't know. And you know what? The phone retailers are not going to tell them.
0: No, but the reality is if you go to a phone retailer, they'll sell you Android.
2: Yeah. (laughs) They'll fight
0: you to sell you anything else. They'll resist anything else. Not not just Win Phone 7, but also iPhone. They only want to sell Android. All
1: right. Can I put my complain hat on now? I mean, I hate to complain because there's nothing, nothing. These are first world problems we're complaining (laughs) about here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is the tablet show, not the food show. I know. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Well, uh, you know, the whole idea of rebranding at Surface just makes it very difficult to find development-oriented information on the web. Because, uh, especially for posts and things on Microsoft that aren't dated, because you don't know what they're talking about. Are they talking about the surface, the old surface, the Pixel scent surface, or are they talking about the Surface tablet? I anticipate a whole lot of frustrating hours in trying to find stuff and yeah. not finding it.
2: I saw them art. They're already starting to kill pages that refer to the old surface. I ran into a few of those this week.
1: I certainly hope so because they don't have a good track record in killing pages. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody does. That's true. The internet is forever. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Publish dates on your documents, people. Microsoft has an amazing ability to screw up names. I am staggered. Like, Surface is not a bad name, but they didn't call it Surface. They called it, what, Microsoft Surface Tablet with Windows RT. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of Surface RT. Hopefully, everyone's going to call it
2: Pro. Surface
0: RT. <laughs> is what it should be called. Yeah. But did you notice at the same time, the week before, Apple announced the Apple MacBook
1: Pro with Retina display? Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're trying to compete on the length of the name now because, you know, my uh, iPad, it's too short. We got to have twice as many letters. So, you know, maybe Microsoft's h- h- culture of long-ish names is actually going to come around. And <laughs> be involved now. <laughs> I,
0: I'm just amazed that, you know, the first product named after Jobs is gone and it's got a Windows Presentation Foundation style name. That's not that bad. Oh, it's pretty
1: bad. <laughs> but nobody's going to call it that. Like, Surface is good enough. There's okay. nothing in Windows Presentation Foundation that you can use a part of other than make it an acronym. Surface, you know, that's okay. But I'm talking about
0: the MacBook
1: Pro with Retina display. Oh, that, display. yeah. MacBook Pro with Retina display, yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Uh, Will Surface have Bluetooth, Mary Jo? Uh, we don't know. We don't know. We wish we knew more. Okay.
0: I mean, appreciate that it actually has USB ports because right. Apple's never given us those. It's yeah. true. It at least gives us some choice now. But you know, you know the real reason the iPad doesn't have USB ports in it? What would you plug in? Who would write the drivers for that? You know, the the, the, the win on the kernel of, of Win 8 inside uh, that tablet device is you get all those drivers for free. They're there. You plug a USB device in, it's going to work.
2: And you do, on the Intel version, get a stylus.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: I mean, and I say it jokingly, but like a ton of people really want a stylus. I I run into them all the time. People want to take notes of digital ink and you're going to have one. And it's magnetic, which is pretty cool. So you don't have to like try to stuff it in some weird holder. It's like it's going to just stick to it.
1: And arguably the best handwriting recognition anyone's ever seen at that price point. Amazing. Well, I'm just loving the fact that the old tablet PC, of
0: which I can see mine sitting over there looking sad since I haven't turned it on in a couple of months, is
1: back. Well, you know, I thought I saw a graphic and I saw it on Facebook. So I don't know where it came from, but it was three panels and the first, first panel was 2006, I think it was 06, right? Mike, you know, Bill Gates unveils the tablet PC, nobody cares. <laughs> you know, then Steve Jobs unveils the iPad. The world goes crazy, right? And then Microsoft Surface. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, and I've seen a version
0: with a fourth one is Jean-Luc Picard with a pad going, really?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's great. <right. laughs> I know, it's like Gene Roddenberry had this crap figured out a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs>
0: What's old is new again and again, and I love the fact that we're bringing pens back in. My whole idea, the reason I was one of the few people that bought that tablet PC was uh, working uh, in the boardroom, was taking notes without having a laptop in front of me. I thought it was really metaphorically important, if you have a laptop in front of you
1: you're not in the meeting if it's laying down and you write on it you're still in the meeting you're part of it i was at a i think the killer app too might be skype or you know just video conferencing in general because it's gotten really good um i see people all the time at conferences off in the corner holding their tablet and talking to it (laughs) we used to call that crazy
2: it is and i don't know if you guys caught this but the cool thing they did on, on these surfaces is there's two cameras, front and back, and they're angled. So you know like when you're trying to Skype with a tablet or a PC yeah. now, you have to like put all these things under it and like yeah. raise it up. Now this is gonna have the camera at the right angle automatically, so if you're just sitting uh, in front of it, it'll be in the right place.
1: You mean so you can put it flat on the table and it'll it'll find you?
2: It's um it's angled at twenty two degrees, they said. So I think they're Uh-oh. saying if you have it up with the kickstand. Oh, okay. Yep.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And they were very excited to
0: talk about the kickstand, which I thought yeah. was weird, but yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they didn't play on the feature that mattered, which was the pitch of the cameras.
2: I know. Yeah. The kickstand, they kept talking about how it has the sound of a luxury car door shutting. I heard that. Yeah.
1: Chunk. I like that. That's good. I actually
2: kind of like that too. And you know, even if this machine, even if either of them both are, um, if they come in higher than people are thinking, I, I almost think you could have a whole market of like the luxury tablet right because there isn't anything like that is there
1: well you know certainly people were willing to pay 800 bucks for an ipad in a, right. in a arguably down economy mm-hmm. so
0: yeah it could make it no question and uh, certainly in the ultrabook class the uh, people love my ultrabook when they see it so i think this the surface with uh, the pro edition that i think that's going to have some legs
1: what keyboard we end up using with it is another question entirely but i think it's got some legs yeah i really do too um you know for for most of the work that i do uh, on my laptop that's perfectly suited there's a few things that i do that i need the big screen and i need the power but um what about do uh, we do we know anything about the drive the internal drives or is it do do they come with an ssd drive that kind of thing
2: i don't think we know anything about we don't that don't
1: know anything about that we, Looking at the numbers, it
0: sure seems like they're like a 32, 64, 128, 256. Those are SSD style numbers. Mm. You know what yeah. you don't know from any of the specs? How much RAM it's got. Did, didn't I see a rumor that it, of 32 gigs? That was Wait. the storage Oh, capacity. that's the storage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, right. they only publish the storage numbers. They never put the RAM in. Yeah. And yeah. For better or worse, every time you don't see a number, you know it isn't good. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well,
2: we don't know battery life either, so. <laughs> huh.
0: Well, the other question, and think about this for a minute. What did we just see hardware-wise? Were those early prototypes? Do they even know what the battery life is at this point?
2: Right. I think they were, and I don't think we know. Uh, And I think that's why they didn't say, because uh, things can still change before these things are actually sent to manufacturing.
0: So, I mean, here's the the question. This still feels like it was rushed. Why was it rushed? Did they abruptly decide, we've got to do something? Like it was, it, they had, I, I had the sense they were never intending to show these devices yeah. that they, they may have been just, just samples they were playing with to show to the manufacturer, say, here's what we're thinking. And then suddenly they said, we should just show this to the public.
2: I think, um, Google IO being this week coming where Google's rumored to have its own tablet probably played right. in too.
0: And the WWDC the week
1: before not being the best WWDC ever. Hmm. I would love to see a Kinect built into this thing. Uh, not only just because of the skeletal tracking and all that, but the fact that it can recognize that there's a person there, the fact that the, the, audi- the multi-array audio and cameras are just superior to your standard webcam. Uh, I would really like to see that.
2: You know, I, I wonder if that isn't a future model. Because when they introduced this this week, they called this Surface, a new family of PCs. So that makes me think there's more of these coming and they're going to have other things that are add-ons or built-ins that we don't know yet.
0: And I did see a photo somewhere of uh, an Asus prototype laptop with the Kinect gear in the top.
2: Yeah, I saw that somewhere too.
0: It's been done as a prototype, just sort of speaks to the, it's a good idea. I mean, isn't it? It's a really cool idea.
2: You know, what, what was so funny for me this week was, up, up until this week, I felt like, I, and I used to get this question a lot, like, are, are you already looking for a new career? Like, you don't want to be the Microsoft blogger anymore, do you? Like, some, <laughs> they're so done. Like, wow, or what are you going to do? Like, wait around till they go out of business? And it's so kind of gratifying for me to say, hey, you know what, I didn't want to be the Google blogger. And I'm kind of glad I stuck around. That's <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: that's right. Well, and just the whole thought that you know, Microsoft's going out of business. It's like, they got $60 billion yeah. in the bank and 16 lines of business that make more than a billion dollars
1: a year.
2: Exactly. I,
1: th- I think they're going to be okay.
2: Me too. <laughs>
1: well, you know, it's not just the Microsoft uh, faithful that are really digging the surface. If you go to tinyurl.com slash MS kicks ass, uh, you'll see this article from John Coatsier, And he says, I'm a Mac user, have been for 25 years I have an iPhone, MacBook Air, a couple of iMacs, three or four old iPods, and a massive rat's nest of old Mac cables and connectors. Love Mac OS, OS X, iOS. Might not switch to save my life. So yeah, a bit of an Apple fanboy. But Microsoft knocked one out of the park yesterday. Completely hit a home run. I'm impressed and happy. He goes on to say why he likes all of this stuff. Uh, And... You know, when you got hardcore Mac people saying, whoa, this is really cool. You know, you got something here.
2: I talked to a guy this week who um, had formerly worked at an Apple store. And he said, he thought that he's like, you know what they did? They must have gone into the Apple stores and listened to hear what people didn't like about the iPad. Because this addresses every single thing people didn't like about the iPad. And he's like, it's brilliant. I can't believe they did this.
1: That's awesome. Well, you know, we may have a show here. The tablet show. It might actually be a good idea, Richard. Yeah? What do you think? I think we should probably stick to it. We'll
0: probably do a few more of these. A few more. You'll come back to uh, talk to us again, MJ?
2: I will. And you know what? I might be like Scoble, the first one coming out of the store with a bag with my tablet.
1: Just like... Yeah! (laughs)
2: Yeah! That might be me. That might be me. (laughs) I got
1: it. Got to raise your hands in the air and tweet that photo. Woo! (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot, Mary Jo. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for inviting me. All right. We'll see you next time on The Tablet Show.
2: It's not too much.